gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show. It feels like it's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute, hasn't it, Blake? I ain't been that long. Well, well, I know. It hasn't been that long, yeah. but it took us an extra few weeks to do another episode of the show. Because yeah. you notice, it's not the gold standard with Alan Mosley. It is anymore. not. We have retired the gold standard, so let's, 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 do a, let's do a moment of silence for the gold standard. All right, so the gold standard is done. We have moved on to It's Too Late with Alan Mosley, the late-night talk show. Um, it took us an extra couple of weeks. We've yeah. been working on a lot of stuff, a yeah. lot of new yeah. graphics, like a lot intro. of new music. Yeah. Um, so, And we now actually have a really good producer cam. So everybody say hello to producer extraordinaire Blake. Hi. There's Blake. <laughs> Um, looks, it looks good. Look, yeah, look at that. Yeah, it looks yeah. good, Blake. Oh, yeah. I just don't like seeing myself, you know? You're not, you're not in the dark dungeon anymore, yeah. I've no, noticed. No, I'm not. No, I should have shaved, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, I'll tell you what. If you shaving is the only problem that we have in this first episode of It's Too Late, this will be a smashing success. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for indulging us in this new program, kind of going in a little bit new direction, a little bit more entertainment. A little bit more mainstream yeah. focused, but we're still the same. I, I really want to be clear with this. Like, yeah. we're not changing who we are. Right. We're not changing what we're about. We're just being more retarded. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the world needs. <laughs> can you say that? <laughs> I, I well, I just did, so I think you can say that. I, I am no, no, I am, I am watching my language sure. though. So yeah. there won't be any DSs like I used to say. Correct. But we, but for people that don't like the way that we're going with the show, we will still refer them to euthanasia.com slash it's too late to get the information they need to make the right choice. Yes, sir. You know, since we did have a couple of weeks off, that means we totally skipped all the impeachment coverage in the news. Thank Blake, God. Play, play, the, play the graphic. Why did that take <laughs> Skipped impeachment. We skipped it. Why did Man. why did why did that take so long? Oh, Blake? you know, that's you know, it, it's the same thing, and it's like when I play Call of Duty, like I never pull the trigger fast enough. I always get shot first. <laughs> it's one of those things. So what you're saying is, is you're not any good at Call of Duty. That's what you're saying. No, I'm terrible. Anyway, that, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I know. It really sucks. I don't know. I I feel I feel like now that we've said Call of Duty on here three times, we're gonna get sued. <laughs> Like, because they're not they're not sponsoring the show or anything. Like, we're gonna have to nice have we're gonna have to make a little scrolling graphic for yep. everything that we mentioned, saying that you know all rights reserved, blah 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 blah. Um, no, we we skipped all the impeachment yeah. coverage, and believe it or not, we we didn't exactly know when we were gonna be doing the first episode of It's Too Late. So I actually have a couple of sets of show notes where we were prepared to talk about um, impeachment. We were prepared to talk about the coronavirus. Ugh. Yeah, we were prepared Ugh. to talk about hashtag cancel student debt. Oh, wow. But we skipped all of that. But there's one thing I want to leave you with, and, okay. and this is the thing that's kind of really stayed with me through the whole impeachment process, yeah. is so many people were working so hard to remove Donald Trump from yeah. office. But, and that wasn't going to happen, and he wasn't convicted in the Senate. But let's just say, hypothetically, a bunch of GOP senators defect, and Donald Trump is convicted, he's removed from office. All that would mean is that you would have President Mike Pence. Do we have oh. Mike Pence? Oh, my God. Maybe, I mean, maybe that is who you want to have as President of the United States. I don't know. But it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Pence is just Donald Trump but a giant theocrat. Yep. And, I, and it's, it's hard for me to imagine 
The same people who want to remove Donald Trump from office also being happy with a Pence presidency. Yeah, I mean, look at the halo on that guy. Look at that. That's amazing. It seems too big. I yeah, thought halos were supposed to just be, be little, little circles. Because yeah. oh. that looks almost like it's attached to his back. Or maybe it's an evil eclipse behind him. Oh, 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 go back to that. Yeah. That could be an eclipse. Yes, sir. Oh, oh. that changes the whole picture. That does change yes, the whole does. picture. Hmm. Okay, yeah, all right, get, yeah, get yeah, Pence yeah. out of here. I'm done with him. <laughs> so I'll tell you one thing we missed just this last weekend. Of course, this past Sunday was a huge cultural phenomenon that's very American in nature. You know what I'm talking about, of course. Yeah, no, the Super Bowl, yeah. No, it was Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. We that's had right. Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah. And, of course, everybody knows everyone's favorite and most famous Groundhog. There's yep. Punxsutawney Phil. Show us. There, there he is. is. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, look at him. I want one of those. He looks a little chubby, i got to be yeah, honest with you. Looks yeah. like, you know, I think he's been living a pretty, I mean, like, some people feel like this is animal abuse. Nah. But I got to tell you, that groundhog looks well fed. Yes, he does. He looks very healthy. Uh, yeah, he does. You know he lives in a library? He lives in a library? He lives in a library. Yeah. You didn't know that? I, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, Punxsutawney Phil, he lives in the library during the rest of the year. And when you go to Punxsutawney to visit him, you can actually go to the library and pet him. I like how you say that as if I research these segments before we do anything. It's amazing that I even know his name. I had to look it up. And by the way, it's impossible to spell. Don't ask me to spell Punxsutawney Phil. But anyway, it's very important. Now, you just saw that picture. It's very important, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot, there's a lot of uh, copycats. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot of people out there that like to mimic mm -hmm. you know, popular cultural phenomenons so that you, know, you have all these little towns across America right. that have their own groundhog and they right. do their own yeah. little thing. You, know, you, you really ought to leave that to the professionals. And I'll show you exactly why. Right, Play this clip. This, now, this is out of Wisconsin. Now, right there, that is, that's Jimmy. He's cute. That's that's. I'm, I'm not even joking. That's Jimmy the Groundhog, and they're gonna check to see if he sees his shadow to see if we have. An he suggest. Uh, he says uh, that uh, <laughs> that he uh, didn't I see his shadow. I should have slowed that down and, um, in slow motion. Um, so it. Um, I'll, I'll let I'll let the mayor you. there. You you. I tell you what. I'll I'll give kudos to the mayor. He does a pretty good job of going on. Look look at the picture. Gosh, it just, like that wow. is. That is the moment that that mayor's life changed forever. And he will always be known on Google as Mayor Bit by Groundhog. That's regrettable. I know, I know this for a fact because that's how we found it. It's like a groundhog earring. <sighs> wow. Yeah. It, I can tell you one thing we're not going to do on the show. We're not going to incorporate groundhog. We could incorporate goats, I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know somebody. Yeah. I know, I know somebody who has goats. I know a guy. Guys, I really hope you enjoy the new show. We have so much for you coming up after this commercial break. Don't go away. Guys, this is a quick message to everybody. We're going to be taping our episode 100 of the show. Episode 100 of It's Too Late, the program formerly known as The Gold Standard. It's going to be coming up March 14th. It's going to be held in front of a live studio audience right here at Osborne Studio and Sound in Columbia, Tennessee. If you're anywhere in the Middle Tennessee area or are looking to take a quick little trip, come on down Saturday, March 14th of this year for episode 100 live. We're going to have a dessert bar. We're going to have live music. Of course, we're going to take the actual episode 100 itself. 
And then you're going to get to hang out and share some camaraderie with all sorts of like-minded folks, just like me and Blake. So if you're in the area, please consider coming to episode 100 live. You can RSVP on Facebook at the Gold Standard with Alan Mosley page. It's still there. The only reason that page exists is so that you can RSVP to the live taping of episode 100. And now back to the show. This, I, I got to tell you, whoever whoever set this thing up really went above and beyond. Yeah, man. Who, whoever, whoever that guy is that built this whole it's show. That guy with curly hair over there. Yeah, yeah. They, they they just He's did it. Guys, welcome back to the program. And I tell you what, even what? though even though we've rebranded the show, yeah. we're going to be keeping one of our most popular segments. That's right. It's time for the meme of the week. That was awesome. That was so cool. Evil drums. I do. I, I do have to give a quick shout out to Sorcerer Rob, yeah. who is our webmaster for the program. So he actually helped with a lot of the files that we're using now in the show. So that that one right there is a perfect example of something that came from Rob. You, me and Blake didn't do that. No, no, no. If you're thinking, "Wow, Alan and Blake really..." No, Alan and Blake didn't no, do no, anything. No. Rob did that. So Rob, thank you so yeah. much for helping. Uh, add some some flavor to the show. But it's time for our meme of the week. Yes, now, I did my little groundhog bit earlier in the show, but of course last Sunday was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I it's I wasn't exactly pulling for the Chiefs, but I am happy that coach Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl ring. Do we do we have a picture of Andy? So there's Andy Reid on the of the sideline of the of the games. Um, you know, Andy's a little bit of a big old boy, but he's one of the winningest coaches of all time. He had never won the big one. He finally got his big Super Bowl. But, you know, that that little placard right there that he's yeah. holding, that had the secret to this year's chief success. Do we, do we have a picture of that? Oh, oh, there it is. The steak and eggs there. I, I, I've gotten the steak and eggs. Yeah. I've um, the all-star special, of oh, course. Yeah. Of course. Wonderful. Of course. This chili is spicy. How do, Blake, how do you get your hash browns? Smothered, covered. That's mm-hmm. about it. Smothered and covered, right. not not all the way. No, what a coward! Unbelievable. No, I'm I'm just kidding. I I don't do that. You know, I've actually bring 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 that back up. I actually want to order while we're here. So I want to get I Love get the triple special. yeah the triple hash browns. Get them well done, well done hash browns. You're making me hungry. Okay, I know this is terrible. Get that out of here. You know, I actually heard somebody say that the further south you go, the tastier the Waffle House. Gets. The question is why. I, you know, I genuinely kind of feel for people watching the show who have never been to a Waffle House, or yeah. you don't live in a part of the country where Waffle House well, yeah, is. I don't, exa- I don't know where Waffle Houses end and they become. They do, man. But we got plenty of Waffle Houses around. <laughs> the, you know, in the last commercial, by the way, you can come to episode 100 live. We have yeah. like four Waffle Houses <laughs> here. It's within a mile. So go to Waffle House, come to episode 100. You can't beat that stuff. No way. So, thanks for the meme of the week. Uh, we're going to move on to, you've got, you've got the game itself, yeah. and we talked a little bit about the game. Oh, yeah. We're going to save the commercials for a little bit later. But, Blake, what is it, what's the other thing that people always talk about? Uh, the commercials? No, we, the commercials are later. You don't even listen to me, yeah, do you? I, I, you don't even watch the show! <laughs> you don't even listen or watch to the show. And you're hiding yourself show? right now. No, the halftime show, right? Bring bring yourself up so I can bring yell myself. at you. I, I, I have to be berated. 
No, other than the game and the commercials, what do people talk about? The halftime show, man. The halftime show. Yes. You know, some people have some really strong feelings about this time, yes, yes, this yes. this year's halftime show. So let's let's leave it up to Google. Pull up a Google search. Let's let's Google what was the worst halftime show ever. Let's see what Google says. Oh, oh yeah. this yeah. year's halftime Ugh. show Pretty is much. the worst halftime show ever. There's a lot of fifty-year-old butts up there. So I I gotta. Well, there's there's one 50-year-old yeah. butt up there. Then there's a bunch of little girls, which we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah, get get poor J-Lo out of here. I, so I've I've seen people going back and forth about the halftime show. I've seen some people saying it was it was slutty and and it's it's portraying negative things about about or towards children and I hate it or or it had it had too much Spanish influence. I don't like that they sang so much in a foreign language. I hate it. And then you have this other group of people who are saying, oh, no, it was this great halftime show that had all of this cultural flavor, and it really reflects the city of Miami, which was where the Super Bowl was hosted. And so it was actually a great halftime show. And I'm, and I'm ready to go on record here tonight. Mm-hmm. That halftime show freaking sucked. <laughs> but, but to be clear, it didn't suck because I'm a racist and I hated them singing in right. Spanish. No. It sucked because the performance was awful. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a cheesy 90s music video. It, it was, was it was, it was just a terrible performance. The, yeah, the actual music was bad. The yeah. actual performance was bad. The, oh. the dude doing the rapping yeah. was just abysmal. Who was that guy? Nobody, I don't even, I don't even know. Nobody knows who that dude was. I don't even know who that was. <laughs> Maybe it was, you know what, they should, just bring back Left Shark. Just, yeah, just bring back Left Shark. Left Shark was way more entertaining than this. But at the end of the day, this is, this is what I'm trying to say, is that you can, you can have disliked the performance because it was a poor musical performance. And I also want to mention really quick, you automatically get a zero if you lip sync. Like on a scale of one to 10, no matter how good or bad the performance is, if you lip sync, it's an automatic zero. So you know that was an automatic zero. It was. It was so obvious that they were lip syncing. Like, like, I mean, because I actually saw a little thing on Twitter that was uh, from Lady Gaga, where Lady Gaga was saying, I better not see any lip syncing at the halftime show. (laughs) Of course they did. Of course. But in in her defense, she was pointing out the fact that, you know, Lady Gaga's halftime show was one of the better halftime shows in recent memory. And she absolutely did not lip sync. It was right. a totally live performance. Right. It was very well done. And that was the one where she kind of came down on a cable, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it, it, she's like she started off on the bowl, and then yeah, yeah it was, it was this wow. whole thing. Yeah. But the point being is, is that like imagine how easy our show would be if we could just have everything pre-recorded, and yeah. I just sat here. Let's let's do, ooh okay. let's, yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, go go. So go. so I'm gonna sit here and okay. move my mouth, okay. and you narrate the show. Sure. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, how to make a bologna sandwich. First, take the bread, then place it on the table. Grab a Hold on. Like, could you think of something a little bit more entertaining than how sure. to make it? Okay, all right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Pop goes the weasel. The, we're going to have to, this is, all right, let me, let me get out my little thing here to write down. Write, Blake. <laughs> A hey man, script. You're trying to make me come up with that off the top of my head. That's what's on top of my head. 
Jesus. <laughs> so, like, okay, like sure. I, I know, I know people who who thought the performance was good because mm-hmm. they have no musical talent or good taste sure. at all. Probably vehemently disagree with me, or I'm going to be called a racist because, of course, I can't possibly not like the show because it was bad. I only dislike it because I'm a racist. Blake, Blake, tell me your honest opinion. Now, now you're an audio engineer. You've been in music for decades. Tell me your honest opinion of the show. Honest opinion? Yeah. Uh, well, I think they were going for what people knew those artists as. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, when you think of Shakira, you think of the songs that she sang because those are all her hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think of J-Lo, you think of that. You know, and, and looking back on their music videos from the older days, I mean, there was a lot of butt wiggling then. You know, mm-hmm. the poll was pushing it. Um, the poll was pushing it. The poll was kind of pushing it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was touching that she had the little girls up there singing with her. That was kind of cool. Kind of wish it wouldn't have been her daughter. You know, maybe it would have been a couple of little girls from like Miami or something that won a contest. That would have been cool. You know, but technically speaking, they pulled off amazing things in six minutes setting all that up. But other than that, I mean, it was just a bunch of dancing and lip syncing. And I mean, I get it's a technical challenge to have live music out there, but come on, dude. Now, that's interesting that you'd say that because I've, I've seen some people that were complaining that. It, they didn't feel that it was touching that they included the kids in the show. They actually feel like that that was a poor choice because the show was a bit adult in nature. It was a bit, you know, the the I dancing, the the bared legs and midriffs and all that stuff. That that the overall theme of the show was a bit explicit in nature, and then yeah. and then having a part of the show have a bunch of little teenage girls you know, d- dancing around on yeah. stage, that that was, that that was poor form. But I, I think it, what they were trying to do was, you know, kind of show kind of sort of this women's empowerment kind of thing too, which I, I feel maybe was a little bit overexploited. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm now, I mean, now, now, you know, female power and all that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see that a little bit. I guess, I guess ultimately the thing that kind of bothers me the most about just the outpouring of either pro or con how people feel about the Super Bowl halftime show is it bothers me that people can't accept other people's opinions as a valid opinion and disagree with it at the same time and, and not prescribe negative connotations to other people. Right. So you can think that the show was good because you genuinely enjoyed the musical performance or or you liked the the, the cultural reflection or you liked that they the the changes in scenes or the different artists that were involved. That's okay. You're wrong by the way because it was terrible, but that's okay. And you can also think it was bad because the music sucked and the scenes sucked and they included a bunch of over exploitative type crap. But because you think it suck, it doesn't mean you're a racist. Right. And just because you thought it was good doesn't mean you're a pedophile either, by the way. Right. Now, I don't know, maybe pedophiles do like the show. We'll we'll have to we'll have to find somebody. We'll have to find someone who wants to come on the show and say, as the local pedophile, I liked or disliked this show, <laughs> this performance. <laughs> I actually know yeah, on second yeah, thought we're not gonna do that. Guys, we'll be right back after this break. Hey, did you see the uh, playoff games last weekend? Oh, you're into the sports ball game. Sports ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. Sportsballpodcast.com. 
Ball is not a libertarian sports show. It's a sports show done by a couple of libertarians. For when you need your bread and circuses. Cool. I, I feel like I feel like we may have done the wrong thing in designing all of these bumpers and commercial breaks because I feel like people are going to ultimately say, you know, the music was way better than the actual show. Go back to the song. <laughs> Play that one song again, Alan. Yeah, well, all I can say all I can say is is that one of these fingers is a dirty finger. I can't show it to you because we'd have to bleep it out. But it's thinking about you. You behave. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of cleaning up the act. You are. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. So it's, it's, time, it's time for our, our desk segment where we cover a little bit of the, of the recent news. Now, we're not doing impeachment, but we are coming on the heels of the Iowa caucus. Mm. Now, the Iowa caucus, anyone who's been following it all, it was, it was a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Now, now, I know what you're thinking. Well, of course it was a disaster. It involved the Democratic Party, and you'd be right. <laughs> Technically, there was a Republican caucus, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump won with 97% of the vote. Sure. But there was a couple of dudes that were... Bill Weld was one of them. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's favorite former libertarian candidate, Bill <laughs> Weld, is running against Donald Trump for the Republican nomination, wow. which is just BS. Yeah. I think I did read that he actually did get one delegate. Bill really? Weld did. I think, I think I read somewhere that one delegate out of the state's nominating process, he got one. So okay, well, I guess that's something, right? I, I mean, I guess that's more than he'd get as a libertarian. <laughs> but anyway, the 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 whole caucus was really a disaster, and the, and the reason being was is that they had the votes, they were tallying everything up, and then there was this really long delay in revealing the tallies, yeah. and and. You know, there's the long delay, and then the, apparently the, it has something to do with some app that was being used that somehow was malfunctioning. But, you know, we live kind of in a really interesting political climate where I feel like more and more the mask is starting to fall off of the major parties, um, off of the corporate press. I think more and more people are starting to see abuse and corruption yeah. and fake news and, and, and distortion of the truth. I think people are really starting to come around to that more. I wish I wish it would be even more than it is. But the point being is, and this is something that we actually talked about on the old show, is that it's it's not that it's not that I'm pro or con any particular conspiracy theory or conspiracy conspiracy theorists in general. What it really is is that when you have people that are known to be liars, then it invites conspiracy because you can't really believe anything they say or do. And I kind of feel like that's sort of what's going on in Iowa. So a lot of people were mentioning that in some of the precincts where the vote was really close, it, believe it or not, I'm not joking, it comes down to a coin toss. Did you know that, Blake? A coin toss? That, that if the vote is really close between one okay. candidate or another as to who's going to get delegates in a precinct or whatever, they literally flip a coin and the coin toss determines the tie, right? Me. I mean, okay, it's a tie, <laughs> you need a tiebreaker. I'm just saying they flip a coin for the tiebreaker. But anyone who's ever played old flipping a coin oh, with yeah. their buddies knows that some people are good at flipping coins. Yeah. Some people are better than others. And some people figure out ways to weasel out heads when they want heads and tails when they want tails. I want you to take a look at this clip right here. So this is, they're flipping a coin to determine delegates between Mayor Pete and Elizabeth Warren. Watch it. 
He is. He's adjusting the coin, figuring out what it says, and then announcing it. Play, 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 do that again. Play that one more time. We're going to narrate this. Okay. So, so he flips the coin, and right now in his hand, he's feeling it. He felt it to see what the result would be, and then he flipped the coin in his hand over to get heads. And then he announced, oh, heads. That's Buttigieg. So, so, Mayor, so Pete Buttigieg gets delegates because it was heads. I guess heads was him and tails was Warren. They should have got, got a blind guy to flip the coin, you know? I'm telling you, man, that looked awfully shady. Yeah. Like, if 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 you've ever and especially like I don't know what they were flipping. If you were flipping like a full half dollar or something yeah. like an older bigger coin, and you actually feel the crevices on the coin, it certainly looked like that was a little bit yikes to yeah, me. It was a little dodgy. So sketchy. So with that in mind, so keep in mind, Mayor Pete, who by the way is totally not a front runner. Like the the press and the media is trying so hard to make Buttigieg a front runner when he's just flat out not liked amongst large swaths of the community. But they're trying to promote him, and now surprise, surprise, with all of this failure of the app and miscounting and coin tosses, Mayor Pete gets a bunch of delegates. Once you take a look at this next next little graphic right here. Buttigieg campaign paid firm that developed voting app blamed for Iowa caucus delays. Presidential candidate Mayor Pete Buttigieg campaign contributed money to the technological firm whose voting app contributed to reporting delays in the Iowa caucuses. Federal Election Commission filings reveal that Buttigieg's campaign gave tens of thousands of dollars to Shadow. Their name, Shadow. Their name is Shadow. It's Shadow. It might as well be. Shadow. It might as well be a Hydra. Yeah. It might as well be a Hydra. <laughs> we should do. We should like come up with like organizations that actually are fronts for criminals. Shadow, for God's sake. So, so pull that. Pull that back up. So, so Shadow, a technological or technology company that has an investor in the Democratic Digital Nonprofit Organization acronym, was also paid sixty thousand over two installments by the Iowa Democratic Party to build an app to help make caucus voting easier and faster for precinct voters. Filings also reveal that the Nevada Democratic Party paid Shadow fifty-eight thousand for quote website development. Now, I want you to go to this next graphic right here. This actually shows, this is the FEC filings. So you can actually see Pete for America Incorporated. That's whatever the account. Shadow Inc. Shadow Incorporated. <laughs> they, they paid a couple of different installments of thousands of thousands of dollars to Shadow Incorporated oh for software rights and subscriptions. Nothing shady there, man. Nothing, Nothing shady. shady there at all, Nothing my sketchy. friends. Nothing to see here, folks. Now, of course, obviously, I'm 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 being sarcastic and cynical. But again, it's it's like I'm I'm trying to be as objective as I can possibly be. Yeah. And I'm trying to say that well, no one thing means for a certainty that we're seeing corruption again in the election process in the Iowa caucuses. If only I could think of any other time where something shady happened in the Iowa caucuses and the rightful winner didn't get his just due. Can you think of one, Blake? I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one either. Hmm. Hmm. Oh well. But anyway, some people are also talking about Bernie Sanders. Oh, that yeah. that they can sort of kind of see the writing on the wall again. That even though Bernie Sanders has a lot of boots on the ground, has a lot of grassroots support, 
um, really had a had a good showing in in the popular vote in Iowa, and yet Mayor Pete's walking away with more delegates, and Bernie Sanders is sort of kind of left holding the bag once again. Mm-hmm. Now you know what I'm, I'm making reference to the uh, election in 2016, mm-hmm. where it came down ultimately to Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And a lot of people felt that Bernie Sanders was really the more energetic candidate that had more popular support uh, support amongst yeah. kind of your grassroots Democratic voters. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to rehash all the details here. You could do a whole episode on just this one yeah, topic. Yeah. But I think it's pretty fair to say that the, the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, really thwarted on purpose. They went out of their way to make sure that Bernie Sanders could not win the Democratic nomination. Um, you know, it, this this whole, it was Hillary's turn. They, they the, the, the higher-ups, the elites had made the decision that she was going to be the one that ultimately would run against Donald Trump. And, of course, the rest is history from there. But I got to tell you something. It Part of me sympathizes with old Bernie. Now, I don't agree with Bernie on any positions or platforms because, you know, we're not communists on this program. Right. But part of me can't help but sympathize with Bernie a little bit just because you, you, you put in the work, you go on the campaign trail, you have the debates, you, you, you set up the, gra- the grassroots, you run your campaign. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work yeah. to run for president. Um, and you get, you get the support. You really do. Yeah. And yet the deck is stacked against you. It's, mm-hmm. it's just politics as usual. The deck is stacked against you. But I got to tell you, to be totally honest, I don't have a ton of sympathy for Bernie. And I'll tell you, I'll give you one good reason as to why I just can't feel that bad for him. Go ahead and pull What's that up. Oh. Because when, when the feces hit the oscillating unit, he bent over, he, he acquiesced to what the DNC wanted, and he ultimately endorsed Hillary Clinton for president against Donald Trump. I got to tell you, get get that. I can't stand to look at that woman anymore. I got to tell you, I would have so much more respect for Bernie Sanders. And I think think a lot of his diehard supporters would have had supported him all the more if he had said, you guys cheated. I do not accept this. I'm going to go to the convention and I'm going to make the biggest fuss I can. And if I ultimately am not the nominee by the time the convention is over, I'm going to run as an independent. I'm going to siphon votes from Hillary. I'm going to see to it that you lose. And, and, and I'm not going to allow you to paint me as the bitter old sore loser. No, I'm going to talk at every single campaign stop about how your crooked organization, the DNC cost me the nomination, how you're propping up the elites, but he didn't do that. He didn't do a bit of that. At the end of the day, he sided with the elites. He he builds his whole campaign on being for the little guy, right? Yeah. But at the end, when push came to shove, he sided with the political elite. Yep. He sided with the Hillary Clintons of the world against those supporters that had worked so hard for them. So I guess in a weird sort of way, I actually feel a lot worse for his genuine, hardcore grassroots people than I do for him because yeah. they put out the work. And then they saw their guy turn his back on them. And so, yes, maybe we do see the writing on the wall that it'll happen to Bernie once again. But I have no sympathy for him. We will be right back after this break. been talking politics with a friend and told if you don't like it here you should just move to Somalia 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, from the sandy beaches of Mogadishu, Sherry and I bring you Postcards from Somalia, one of the newer products of Little L Productions, where we take on all of the fallacies of the people who say, if you don't like it, you can just get out. I just noticed this, by the way. Have you noticed that I'm wearing the same suit and tie in every single commercial yeah. and, and every single scene? It's because the only suit you own. It's not, first of all, no, it's not. It's it's not the only suit I own, Blake. It's definitely not the only tie. I own a ton of ties. Yeah. I just I just noticed, I mean, I like this tie. Why don't you switch it up a little bit? I'm just know? saying, I mean, I, I wear a different tie like every episode. Yeah. I'm just saying that when we filmed the commercial, Uh-huh. I was wearing this tie. Oh, okay. And then when we filmed the next commercial, I was wearing this tie. And then when we filmed today, I was yeah, wearing this wearing tie. This tie. So it looks like it looks like we we did the whole thing here today, but that's actually not true. This was done. This some of that stuff was actually done like Years a year ago. ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So it's, it's why it sucks. It's <laughs> the problem is. Uh but anyway, so we talked about the halftime show. Right. We talked about uh, the game. Yep. Uh, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is the commercials. Yeah. Like it's it's a big thing for people. Like yeah. every single like there's a lot of people who are not even into sports. Yeah. They're not into sports ball yeah, game, yeah. but they do they watch because they're watching for the commercials. Right. And 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 there I mean there's been some great like there's been some Doritos ones. Oh, yeah. uh, that you remember there's GoDaddy.com like remember Patrick, the GoDaddy.com yeah. of the lady with the giant tracts of land as oh, yeah. uh as Monty <laughs> yeah. Python would say. And like her, the buttons are popping on her top, and then when it gets down to right here, the graphic comes up and it says to see the rest of the ad, go to GoDaddy.com. <laughs> like, I mean that, that that may or may not be your cup of tea, but the point being was is that that's a very memorable commercial. Yeah, and fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's memorable. It's fun. They like they really got their money's worth because because I mean to this like that was like twenty years ago, and here, yeah. we're today we're sitting here talking. Hey, remember that commercial? This year's commercials, I really didn't feel were like that. They were they were a little bland. They were a little. It it just they they just weren't very. There wasn't a lot of pop. They weren't very um, provocative. And I'm not saying that every commercial has to be like that. I'm just saying that you're you're spending what was it like five point six million dollars for a spot. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's up to now. You want it to be something that sticks in people's heads. And by and for most of the commercials, I like I had to actually go back and review them for today's segment because yeah. I didn't like I didn't remember most yeah. of them. They yeah, weren't very memorable. memorable. But there, there was one show. I want to start off with one. We're actually okay. going to let this commercial play, and we're gonna we're gonna share in the experience together. Okay. Uh, Google had a commercial that if you're if you're thinking like fun party provocative chicken wings. It was none of those yeah. things. I want to. I want to share in this experience with you guys. So, Blake, play, play the play the Google photos of me and Loretta. Photos of Loretta. Oh, it's a, it's an old. <laughs> Remember, Loretta hated my mustache. <laughs> I already don't. Remember, like Loretta loved going to Alaska and scallops. Show me photos from our anniversary. Remember, Remember, she always snorted when she laughed. I, I, I can't help but notice the past. Play our favorite movie. 
supposed to be crying? Um, Remember, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Come on, boy. A little help with the little things. Is Loretta dead? She died. She's, She's dead. dead. That's an old what? man trying to remember his wife that's what? dead. What? How are you supposed to eat chicken wings to that? Okay, so here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw that commercial, yes, it did stick out. So we'll check that box. It, it did stick out. I did remember it. Um, but it's the Super Bowl! Yes! You're you're sitting there. You're sitting there. You're 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 having your drinks. You're hanging out with your buds. You're you're eating your spicy wings. Um, you're you're watching the big game. Pizza. Yeah, and and then and then this commercial comes on of this old man who maybe he has Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. And he's remembering his his wife who has passed away, and I'm like, wow. That is not what I wanted to hear during the Super Bowl. I got I to gotta tell you, this is the only reason I mentioned this one in particular was that on the one hand, I remember it. So I guess technically it's a good commercial because you remember the commercial. On the other hand, would it have killed you have done something like with, with titties or, or music or, you know... Or or some celebrity saying yeah and doing popped, right? like you had you had to do you had to do that. Can I say titties on this I don't show? Know, I don't think you can Is that a, I don't you can't say okay. We'll have to eh, it's whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, we'll do better next it's week. PG right? Go ahead. But I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you the other ones that really stood out to me is uh, Planners Nuts Peanuts. Yeah. Uh, every everyone's beloved Mr. Peanut had yeah. actually died. They actually filmed like this action scene commercial where Mr. Peanut like sacrificed himself to save people or whatever. Wow. And Mr. Peanut, you know, like remember the top hat yeah, and the man. Mr. Peanut is guy. dead. He's dead. And then they have a commercial where they're doing a funeral for Mr. Peanut. And like someone cries on the ground, and out of the ground, out of the tears, springs hashtag baby nut. There he is right there. He's so cute. So first of all, I just want to say, I I don't know if I really like the 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 Twitter tag hashtag baby nut. That just that just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. I, I couldn't like it I kind of felt weird even writing baby nut. On our show notes today, so so pull that back up. So there's okay, okay, okay. so there's so there's baby nut. Yeah, but I feel like this is really just a ripoff of another more recent cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Of course, there's the Mandalorian, the Star Wars TV show yeah. that's on Disney yeah. Plus, and what and what has brought fame to Mandalorian? Of course, it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, there's Baby Yoda right there. God, look at the teeth. Look at those teeth. This is the, this is the biggest close up I've seen of Baby Yoda. Look at those teeth. Man. Yeah. He doesn't need the force. He just bite you to death. Yeah. Did you so, have teeth like that? So I actually oh, I didn't until just now. <laughs> so it, it just it just kind of strikes me as a sign of kind of a flagging brand whose better days are behind them True. that's trying desperately to cling on to cultural reverence kind of irrelevance like Wars, yeah. by 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 using babies as a set of a mascot. You know, yeah, for your yeah, show, yeah, yeah. 
Like, yeah. that's deplorable. I, yeah. I, I, when people do that, that's how you know that they've really taken a turn for the worse, and their best days are behind yeah. them. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Look at that guy. Oh, oh that's one of your baby goats. Yeah, oh, that's uh, lovely. Yeah, that's Penelope. She's really amazing. That's Keep Penelope. Yeah, I like that. Penelope starts with a B. Oh, we should we should yes. do that more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. We yeah, should definitely. have we should have more of your baby goats. goats on the show to improve goats ratings. Goats are so cute. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, guys, we will be back after this final break. Hi, I'm Blake Osborne, owner of Osborne Studio and Sound in Columbia, Tennessee. I've been a DJ for over 20 years, and I'm proud to have been a part of over 1,000 weddings and events all across the mid-state. My clients can expect an exciting experience both for you and your guests. I come equipped with state-of-the-art sound and lighting technology to perform in any environment for any audience. MC, DJ, or videographer, or all of the above. Clients of Osborne Studio and Sound enjoy all these services rolled into one affordable package. When choosing entertainment for your special day, call Blake Osborne of Osborne Studio and Sound at 931-381-1000 or join us on the web at facebook.com slash Osborne Studio and Sound Pro Services. Guys, consider following us on Facebook by liking our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm over on Twitter. Give me a follow. It is at Alan M. Mosley. That's Twitter, at Alan M. Mosley. Also, you can see our entire library of content over on our YouTube page. You can subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash funnybroke. So what do you think, Blake? This is the first one in the can. I did pretty good. You think so? Yeah. Wait, did you just say it was pretty good or you did pretty good? I think I know I no, I think what you just said was is I did pretty good. I, did I think right. that's what you just I said. Think you did amazing. You did wonderful. No, 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 no. I no, you said I as in you were saying <laughs> me, Blake, I did a good job. I think that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Very I know I'm just I know I'm not I'm not saying you didn't do a good job. I'm just saying. Great job. You did. You yeah. did do a good job. You too. Well thank you. So we you know, we have so many people to thank. Um Thank you for, by the way, thanks to everyone for sticking around with us, because I know it took us a few weeks there to kind of get back in the saddle, but we're going to be back on now full time every yes, Wednesday. Sir. You can see the premiere on Facebook, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, yep. as well as on all your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. All that stuff's going to stay exactly the same, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, yada, yada, yada. Guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week.